This week, we learn why trumpet players are the worst part of ska music. Stay tuned! Welcome to On the Upbeat. I'm Matt. I'm RJ Phoenix. And, and I'm Matt. I'm just kidding. It's me. I'm Aaron. Wait, where's that voice coming from? I don't recognize that. I mean, it does seem familiar. Where's that voice? look at me. Look at me. You can see me. I'm in the camera. Oh, now I... There you are. Aaron Bertram, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! Yay! You know what? It has been a year since we started it. Obviously, I haven't been there for half that year, but... Hey, look at that. Big congratulations for the one year mark of this podcast. I love it. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm actually in, enthralled to be on the show with Aaron because this I, is new and uncharted territory. Well, and I'm unrecognizable because I haven't shaven. So it's you didn't even know it was me. You're like, who is that guy with that stuff on his face? Because it's not even a beard. Who it's is the stranger? Because we didn't plan at all to be calling you. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da. Yeah, it's... Ta-da. So uh, for those that don't know, Aaron used to co-host this podcast with me. Um, and uh, Back in the day, that was pre-COVID day. That was when we can go to each other's houses. That was when we could do this in person. Yeah, I actually kind of, I'll be honest, like I actually kind of miss going to your tiny house and recording simply because of the like adventure of like driving up your road because it was like oh, a yeah. dirt road. <laughs> with no, with, it's completely dark. There's bumps. There's animals yeah. everywhere. The other day I saw a snake uh, and I was like scared at first because it was just laying there. But then I realized that we have so many mice that that's probably a blessing in disguise. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so what have Aaron, what have you been up to these last several months? Yeah, buddy. Oh, boy. OK, so the one of the reasons why I couldn't do this anymore because it was just so busy. Like It was just hard to commit. To doing this every week and it was and it was really a bummer not to be able to do it anymore uh but since covid started i do uh with my wife rachel we teach preschool music classes we also have a group called kids imagination which does web, web series albums and all that stuff right and we kind of brought it all online so we do our music classes online now in live stream format and we kind of on our website created sort of a live stream class network where we do five classes uh, a week in the morning and then five live streams at night, which include like story times and uh, we do a family game night. We do a DJ dance party, uh, all live, uh, not Zoom. So you, uh, we can't see actually the kids. It's more presented like a TV show with like transitions and intros and stuff. Uh, and then uh, parents and kids can type into us and say things. So there we shout out our, the kids all the time, things like that. So that has turned into a, literally a full-time job. Uh, and yeah, it's super fun. Cool. So that's what we've been doing for six, the six months of COVID. So we kind of <laughs> started a, a new form of our business uh, in a new direction, which is nice because uh, although I like being in person and doing everything in person, uh, we have a lot more leeway of how we teach things and present things because it's kind of like a TV show, like I said, where we do overlays on top of us, where we can count things or do different games with the kids. Uh, it's very interactive and it's presented in a way where it's super fun just to be, you know, we shout their names out like, hey, what's up, RJ? And then RJ goes, <laughs> he said my name. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, right? But then sometimes we forget other names like that other guy. <laughs> Matt. That's right. Hey, Matt. Hey, how's it going? So anyway, that's what I've been up to. What have you guys been up to? Well, I joined the show in what right at the beginning of COVID after mm -hmm. I took my uh, ska band interview show out behind the shed. So I, it was actually fortuitous to uh, kill the uh, ska after party and then join uh, on the upbeat to continue what right. I wanted to do on that front. Uh, and you have been great at it, too. Oh, I, I do okay. Uh, I've been continuing with 23 Minutes of Sky, which I've been doing the last 10 years. And let's see, what else? Oh, I go to work two days a week and then work from home the rest of the time and try to avoid COVID as much as possible. Um, Seems like a yeah. dream. Yep, just me and the kitty cats and my wife. And that that's it. It is, that's it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Should I point out that it's weird that you mentioned the kitty cats before your wife? <laughs> she would too. So. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so obviously, you know, I've been doing this for six months. That's what I've been doing. 
<laughs> that's pretty much. That's well, pretty and much you it. have been uh, a parent, which is great too. Yes, and a loving yeah. husband. So I think you are doing a great job. Thanks, thanks, Aaron. Yeah. So, um, so we brought Aaron in because, well, Aaron's a big part of this show. Um, you know, especially over the last year. And as Aaron knows, Aaron is always welcome back. If time frees up and Aaron is able to come back and be a regular part of the show, he is, of course, welcome. Um, yes, if I have time, definitely I'll hop on periodically. It'll be super fun. Yeah. So it's... Oh, and, and that was it. That was the episode. All right. Peace out. <laughs> all right, kids. All right. On the up. That's it. Here we go. On the <laughs> oh, just kidding. Uh, that's not the outro music. Um, so, all right. So here's, here's our thinking. We thought, well, Aaron's missed out on six months of discussion pretty much. So, well, we want to get his take on all of these things that we have discussed in these last six months. Um, so we're going to... We're just gonna rapid fire all these questions at you, and you just have to answer Great. answer them as fast as you can, because you know I'll we take Aaron, watch out. <laughs> so, so this is all about just to be sure you're gonna fire a question. I'm gonna answer as quick, and then we're gonna move on to the next question. Pretty yes. much, yep. And then we have a timer going. Rachel, are you gonna be the timer? Sorry, Rachel's sitting next to me. She's gonna be the timer. No, she's not. She's <laughs> listening to something else. We're she's good. like, all right, she's here like... we go. Let's try it. <laughs> all right. All right, I can set a timer. Let's set a timer. Let's do that. Let's set a timer. Let's see. What took us several hours of podcasts? Let's get through it. Like, see how fast we can do with Aaron. Okay. Um, Ooh, which is so great, too, because, you know, Spotify does have the thing where we can speed up. So that if we go faster and then the listeners actually go faster, too, man. That's true. It's a quick podcast. That's quick true. Listen. All right, so. I'm gonna on the count of three we'll go and I'll I'll have okay. the I'll have the RJ I have the first question right yes yes you do okay so uh, here we go is Smash Mouth a ska band or not no what ska band were you late to the party on all of them uh, Dancehall Crashers what ska band broke up way too soon uh, Say Ferris do you like or hate the term fourth wave ska. Well, hates a, I don't like that word. Uh, I don't like. Severely dislike. <laughs> Do new ska fans have to know about older ska bands? No. What's the best 90s ska punk album? Pass. Oh. Do politics belong in ska? Yes. What's the oddest place you've heard a ska song? Uh, actually, I was in Sprouts and they were playing a ska song. Nice. Uh, Sprouts is a neighborhood market, uh, depending on where you're listening to. Sort of like, I don't even know how to explain Like that. a Whole Foods kind of. What's this buying into smaller. our time? Why do ska bands like doing <laughs> ska covers? Uh, because, oh, wait, this is actual answer. Okay, one, one, to two, okay. Uh, because a lot of people don't listen to the ska bands and I think it's oversaturated. So if you do a ska cover, it brings people in. That's why people love going to see cover bands because they know the songs. They don't need to actually listen to the lyrics or try to learn something new. What's changed in the ska scene over the last 20 years? Uh, it's disintegrated. It's pretty much nothing now. And I think it's, it's, it used to be a place where you know kids can go because ska shows were in community centers, very community-based and very localized. Now, there really aren't community centers that will do shows. Like, you actually have to go to a venue, a show. So now, all of a sudden, the scene isn't what it used to be because you can't just walk down the street and see a show. All right. One minute, 45 seconds. We caught you up on six months of discussion. We had two more questions. We did? We do. We have two more questions. No, we don't. You're wrong. No, um, we don't. But we can make two more questions. Oh, no, you're you're right. <laughs> we do. Okay. Um, we'll just take it back and I'll just restart the timer. <laughs> no, we don't need to do another timer. We just, okay. We'll just do the questions. I'll do it very quick. So, uh, what, um, <laughs> these are supposed to be one word answers too. So I'm sorry. <laughs> you're fine. If, if you know, and you were listening to the original ones, we would just start talking and just keep talking and talking and talking. That's true. So That's true. Great. Okay. Um, next two. What did you think of the pick it up ska in the nineties documentary? I thought it was fine. What's your favorite Scott cover song? Uh, take on me, real big fish. Um, that's it. Sweet. All right. Hey, we're all up, man. Now we did it.
Well, I did miss a lot. That was good. Uh, <laughs> it was that really was important that we got those two questions in. Right or <laughs> We had to do them all, Matt. That's uh, true. Well, you, you're sponsored by Pick It Up, Scott, in the 90s documentary, so we had to mention the police. Oh, it, I wish. Um, Taylor <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> um. All right. So, but no, we actually did want to take a second. So this is a blending of two ideas. I had an, an idea for, so for RJ to talk about a thing that Aaron and I talked about that a conversation that RJ wasn't a part of. And then for Aaron to uh, talk about something that RJ and I talked about at great length. So this seems like a nice flip flop idea. Matt. So <laughs> we went through all those, but we are going to zero in on one of those questions. It was actually the question you passed on and it was, uh, but it was one of our big discussions over the last six months. And it was, what is the greatest ska punk album of the nineties? Got it. So I'm not going to let you pass on it, but <laughs> well, <laughs> what is so hard? The nineties, it was, it was a rough time for everyone. <laughs> it sure was. Um, but if you really had to like think and boil it down, what is the greatest ska punk album of the nineties? My choice is why do they rock so hard? Real big fish. Yeah. I think that that came out in 97, 98, 90, 98. I think it came out in 98. I remember being, uh, I was in elementary school when that came out. So young. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, your face is winking at us a lot. <laughs> Well, let's just say when that album came out uh, and the setup came on the radio, I was just blown away by the the sound that Rubik Fish. Because Turn the Radio Off, I feel like, is also up there, too. And they're both Rubik Fish. I was a huge Rubik Fish fan at the time. And I think that one particular album, I, I, I can listen to the front to back of that thing and be blown away. I feel like we've talked about something like this. And I'm pretty sure I said the exact same thing in one of the episodes. So if you want to, a listener at home, go back and listen <laughs> to all of the episodes uh, and then find out when I said that. It's going to be a good scavenger hunt. But it's because I think they elevated their their sound, more rock, uh, and just sort of just really defined, I think, what Real Big Fish was. I think Turn the Radio Off was, was great and that's what it is, but I think Why Do They Rock So Hard was their best. Yeah, we did have a discussion of... We had Aaron and I had a discussion on what was our favorite um, ska album ever, and this was Aaron's answer. Yeah, so this was my yeah. That is the album I return to of their older albums more than any of the other ones. I love Why Did They Rock So Hard so much. Yeah, I think it's because a lot of their songs, one, they all sound different. I think literally you can listen, like I said, listen to every song. They sound different. It's like a different take on it. And then even their transitions from doing the rock into the ska parts, almost they go and then they turn around like a sharp right. And you're like, whoa, what, what just happened? This is the same song. In fact, one of those songs in particular I want to point out, it is, it is by far my favorite song of Rubik Fish. Uh, and when we, Suburban Legends, toured with Rubik Fish, every night I would say, Aaron, can you play Down in Flames? And they never <laughs> did. As a, as a band, you, once you start getting more and more material, you start dropping off songs, and then you forget to play them, and you forget how they go. <laughs> so they kind of, <laughs> if you go to a Suburban Legends show now, I can guarantee you it's only going to be a handful of 15 to 20 songs that we actually play <laughs> out of the 50 or 60 that we have. So it's, uh, and that's kind of what it was, too. They didn't play Down in Flames, but every night I would ask for it, because that was my favorite song. So Yeah. In fact, when RJ and I talked about our picks... So I picked for best ska punk album of the 90s, Turn Off the Radio by Real Big Fish. Um, yeah. And RJ Turn Off the Radio. That was the the, the Japanese title. <laughs> Turn the radio off. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and, and I had picked the Goldfinger album Hangups. That's good. Those are both great. Those yeah. Are both great. Yeah. Yeah, I t you know, and RJ pointed out, I was like, I would, why wouldn't you go with um, Why Do They Rock So Hard? And my answer, and still, I just, I tend to gravitate towards, like, the thing that I love the most, like, or love first, really. Not so much the most, but, like, really. Yeah. Like, for example, David Tennant is my favorite doctor for Doctor Who. Rachel's is Matt Smith, because that's when she came in. Right. Like that, right? Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. No, Matt, have you ever seen Doctor Who? I have. 
okay, then you should be excited that I brought up a Doctor Who reference. <laughs> I, I, Am I right? I got pulled in. I got pulled into it because of you, and then that's right. I did, but then you stopped because I then, think you thought it would maybe it was too cheesy. Um, no, actually, it was just because I no longer had cable when I moved. At one point, <laughs> well, oh, no longer had that's... traditional cable. And um, RJ's not saying anything, so I don't think he's seen. I'm just RJ. saying no love for Tom Baker, and that just breaks my heart. <laughs> well, I love Tom Baker, but again, one of the episodes that took place in Paris, Tom Baker had a huge cold sore on his lip. So the whole, you know, back then, those episodes were actually split into five episodes. Yeah. So all five episodes, he had a huge cold sore on his lip. Oh, gosh. I haven't seen it. I, I'm not a big Doctor Who aficionado. A lot of my friends are. Um, but when I did watch back in the day on my local PBS station, it was almost always a Tom Baker episode. Oh, so yeah. Oh, I've seen him more than anybody. All right. Sorry, Matt. Sorry no, it's okay. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> I mean, talk about whatever. I don't care what the listeners came here for. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> Gosh, ma. Um, anyway, so, okay, so that's... Uh, discussion Aaron missed out on RJ you were never you never got to be a part of our discussion on clothes and outfits in the ska scene yeah and this isn't an episode because I would like check out the the show before I was on it every once in a while and then of course I listened to a handful right before uh I joined again doing his research yeah this is not one of the episodes I listened to and was yelling in my car my opinions um so yeah this is <laughs> This one caught me off guard because I didn't know this had been discussed. So, um, so how important do you think clothes or style of dress is in the ska scene? Well, as the least stylish person ever, <laughs> um, I, it's really hard. I've been ever since like the '90s. I've been a hoodie and a like a band T-shirt kind of guy. Even when hoodies quite weren't popular where I grew up, people were like, "Are you going camping this weekend?" Because <laughs> hoodies were only for camping. Um, so I, I'm not the best on, on, on dress, but I will say, as far as the fans, I, I know, especially out in California, I found since I moved out here several years ago, um, at least in the, the L.A. scene, there is a lot more dressing up than there ever was on the fan side. Where I grew up, it was more the bands were always trying to like dress up and look right. sharp, which was actually really rad. And I do like seeing that when you see a band get up there all in like sharp suits ties suspenders um i think that always looks very cool but as far as the fans i'm always used to the fans like dressing in like band t-shirts maybe maybe a button-up um i don't know if i think it's important but i think it's super fucking rad to see and it seemed also out in la a lot of it was mixed in with like the retro culture too and so you would see girls with like these old school dresses that they bought at uh thrift shops i know this because i talked to some at uh, the Steady Beat like tw- 10th anniversary show or 20th anniversary, and they're like, oh yeah, I got this back in the 90s, and it was from the 70s, or it was from the 60s, and I like tailored it up, and then I had to redo it for this show tonight. And I thought that was really cool, but yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's, 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 it's good to look good, but it's also better to feel comfortable. And so if you want to look good and you can still be comfortable at the same time go for it like i don't wear my plaid suit jacket at all the shows anymore because i'm too old and it's too hot i i think aaron and i both sort of landed on the same place in the sense that we like we see that it's important for a lot of people but it just didn't seem generally important to us and i think it's okay for it's you know being important to other people but style of dress didn't really like i think we talked about i always felt like it was gimmicky like I didn't want to be a caricature of uh, for me if it's in your heart sure. do it and it's not a gimmick. Yeah, well, that's what it, I say too. I mean, yeah. I, it's not in my heart. Um, no. Yeah. yeah. So I, that I would wear a hoodie festooned with 1-inch buttons and there we what, go. What RJ, are you going camping? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, awesome. All right. Well, we of Frank. course of course we still have um we still have the segments, uh, Aaron, as you know, um, you know, um, Scott around the world. So you, we asked you if you wanted to do Scott around the world this week, and you said sure. Yeah, I <laughs> totally did. And this week we're going to... <laughs> ding, 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 ding. 
You're now arriving to Australia. Yay! <laughs> that was my uh, sound effect of a plane, if anybody missed that. It actually sounded like uh, you were going so through a car wash. So we were going all the way around the world to Australia. In, in fact, I wanted it to do New Zealand, but there was a band that I already kind of knew. So kind of uh, it's the easy way out. Uh, that's called the Melbourne Ska Orchestra. Uh, and they're, yeah. they're based out of guess where? Melbourne? Melbourne. Yep, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. they were Nailed 2003. it. <laughs> What's cool about this band is uh, the group literally has like 34 members in it. So it when they say it's a Scott Orchestra, it definitely is a Scott Orchestra. And they've been doing it for, I mean, again, like I said, since 2003. They're a part of the ABC Music, uh, which is the Australian broadcast. Uh, <laughs> and it's super fun. Uh, their, their 2016 album, um, won the Aria Award for Best World Music. And I think it's funny that Sky is in world music uh, category. But couldn't yeah. just be in the music category. Yeah. Uh, so I picked, actually, I, I sent you three three tracks from this band. Uh, I'm going to go for the first one first, which is from the album Sierra Kilo Alpha. I think that's Kilo Alpha or Kilo Alpha. Uh, you can look it up. Uh, it's K-I-L-O. So Matt, play that track from that uh, that album. You're going to see what this band sounds like. I should say you're going to hear what this band sounds like. It's a podcast, right? Pretty, pretty nice groove there. Super cool, yeah. So what they did in uh, twenty uh, in twenty nineteen, so that was last year. They did what's called a fifty two week series, where they release every week a new single. So they did fifty two songs in twenty nineteen. Wow. Uh, and they they actually did it. They did it. It's called fifty two Fridays. It was super fun too. And yeah. what I like about this group is uh, we were talked about it briefly about, uh, or you mentioned it in one of the questions which is ska covers like what's your favorite ska cover and everything they literally have two different albums of ska covers they have ska classics which they covered classic ska songs and they have a tv and movie themes and so i quickly chose out two tracks from uh the tv and movie themes the first one is well you know what matt why don't you roll the record and let's guess what this tv show theme is all right. RJ, you'll have to guess because I know what it is because I'm staring at it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, but, but also, it's, it's really good. So you're going to know right away. Here we go. Oh, that's awesome. Family guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> RJ guessed it. RJ guessed it. I'm sure everybody guessed it. How cool is that? Uh, And then here's another one. This is also from TV show. Uh, Hit it, Matt. I definitely think this one's going to be harder. um, I don't think so. If you you watch the show, just because you haven't watched the show. It's true. It's true. That would be entirely why I've never seen an episode. Okay, so you, you don't watch TV. That's fine. I watch so, a lot uh, of TV, just not premium TV. So they have also like, Doctor Who, the theme song of Doctor Who. This album is filled yeah. with great Scott covers. Anyway, you yeah. should check them out. 
Yeah, they did a ska orchestra. They did a killer uh, Get Smart cover. That's that's like their top played yeah. on Spotify. The Get Smart is cover. it really? Yeah, that's funny. I never check Spotify. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that was our trip to Australia. Yay! Yay. <laughs> and now our car is clean. all right um so of course we always have usually have at least a second discussion so and we're gonna have a brand new discussion we we had sort of older ones a little bit ago and now we're gonna have a brand new discussion with all three of on the upbeat hosts so yay (laughs) why do you think older ska fans seem to have a hard time getting into new ska bands I'll go first, mostly because it's my question, and like I, so maybe I've, you know, probably have a reason I'm asking it. Um, There's always a reason. Uh, usually, it's because I see the complaint. Think the reason. <laughs> uh, usually, I see a lot of people complaining online that. Um, you know, people who like Real Big Fish, all they do is keep listening to Real Big Fish and never get into old bands or newer bands and stuff like that. And and I just sort of like, I mean, I guess that's true, probably, but why do we do that? And I started to think more, uh, I tend to think more, like, specifically, like, why is it harder for me to get into a new band? And it's simply because, like, well, I'm an adult now, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. I don't have the time or the money uh, that I used to have in my 20s, you know, getting into music. And music also doesn't come at us the same way that it came at me. You know, you used to buy a CD, go home, read the lyrics, sing them, or learn them, and stuff like that. But now I don't have that kind of... And music doesn't come to us that way anymore. Like, I don't usually... I If I want to know the lyrics of a song, I usually have to look them up. Um, and because... Uh, most music doesn't, you know, I don't have a physical copy of it usually. Um, well, back in the day, you had to go to the library. I never went to the library. <laughs> yeah, we know. How <laughs> dare you? But, like, so I think that's part of the reason why. I don't think it's, like, some, like, proud, like, I'm just stuck in my way sort of mentality of, like, I think it's just your... You're an adult, you're taking care of your kids and your family, and, you know, life is very different, and so, but, I don't know. I mean, I think that's why it's harder, and that's why probably some people, because, I mean, honestly, yeah, from, I would say, when I got into ska music, I probably didn't start listening to new bands, like, really stretching outside of what I learned from the 90s, until, like, 2010, (laughs) and... And that was just because, like, I started hanging out with and going to ska shows more uh, because I, like, I think, you know, one time accidentally ran into Suburban Legends playing (laughs) Downtown Disney. I was like, oh, yeah, let's check this out. And which always leads to going to different shows. And so, like, yeah. So I I just think it's an, an issue of, like, time and opportunity, not necessarily of, like, a mentality of being stuck in my old ways. What do you guys think? That's a good answer. I, well, yeah. RJ, why don't you go? All right. Well, first of all, I think a lot of the older ska fans, because I, I come at it just a little bit different. Um, being in the Midwest, ska was not cool until it was absolutely everywhere. Uh, and I somehow got into it a few years before in like 94. So for me, ska has always been part and parcel of trying to find and discover bands. It's never like what's presented to me on the radio. Um, so that's what I, I feel a lot of Scott fans that picked up the ball on Scott, like 96, 97, 98 is because it was unavoidable. And I was like, Oh, it's something cool. Here it is. This is what's been not necessarily approved, but tacitly in your mind, you think that like, this is good. This is, this is top 40. This is all right. It's coming out. And even though it's not popular anymore, I'm still going to listen to those bands. Cause those are the bands the radio presented to me in the late nineties when I was getting into this, that it was never part of their musical, like, I guess, self culture or whatever you would want to call it to go out and search. Like I was the kid blind ordering moon ska records through the catalog. I got in a toasters album, same with like Dill and Asian man, just like, I don't know these bands is going to the ska section. And like, 
well, it's five bucks. We'll see if this band less than Jake is any good. I have no idea. I've never heard of them before. Mm-hmm. And yeah, whatever and happened so- to those guys? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> washed uh, up. So, so for me, it's always been kind of a always searching, always looking out for new bands, and it's hard for me, except for the case I'm older. Therefore, I have responsibilities that take that time away from me. That's the one that Matt said that I, I could probably, if I had kids, I probably wouldn't have the time. Um, but right now, I still am like, you know, a 40-year-old teenager, just like, whoa, and now it's on Bandcamp, and I can just search the ska tag, and I can listen to 80 ska bands in one day and like pick the 10 I like and then buy their album. Um, yeah. But I also know a lot of people, even if they have that time, don't want to take that time. And it's it's... And I know that's a me thing. I know that's something I enjoy digging and finding and kind of curating my own musical landscape in a way that a lot of people are like, it's just music, dude. Whatever. And I, I, I think, you know, once you get more responsibilities, it's harder to even find that time. And if you're not the kind of person like me in the first place who always wants to hear the new sound while also still listening to the old stuff that you love, it's it's hard um, I, I run up against a lot of people like they're still ska, which blows my mind even more because they say they were ska fans. <laughs> like, no, no, there's still plenty of bands. Yeah. Um, and in fact, when a, a bigger band goes through my hometown and I know a small local band is opening up, I will tell all my friends, like, not only go to the show early, yes, go see Real Big Fish. I know you're going to go see Real Big Fish. But this opening band is really cool. I'm friends with the bass player. Give him a high five. Don't miss his band. And the bass player always will, like, write me back, like, got three high fives. That was awesome. (laughs) That was definitely (laughs) pre-COVID. Yeah, exactly. This is a couple years ago. So I I think it's part of, it's like, you know... when I was in my 20s, it was always trying to find what defined me, um, which is why I read a lot of weird comics, read a lot of weird books, listened to a lot of music that I'd have to special order um, through any manner. Like Amazon was like the coolest thing in the world for me because I'm like, oh, I've heard of this. Now I can actually get it instead yeah. of like going to every Barnes and Noble in like <laughs> the next three counties trying to find if they have this book or album. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say oh, my- I miss you. And. Uh, just, just maybe not having the mentality to want to search. I think it's that's fair. The I wanted to say to kind of get a little broader than just being like a ska fan, older ska people. Like, I think with people with music, it's what grew up, what they grew up with, kind of sort of defines who they are. And and a lot of those musics and that music genre, the songs, they're tied to and keyed into memories that are very fond or not. And I think when you get older, those are the songs that you have. When you listen to you go, oh, yeah, I remember this song. Because it's not about remembering the song. It's about remembering what what life was like back then. Because it's back then, it's carefree. There are no cares in the world, right? You yeah. you can get to these shows. You can do whatever you want. And I don't think it's about, okay, for example, too, when you're older, right? You have, you sort of hone in on your interests a little more and kind of push out other things that don't interest you. So if you like painting and art, uh, then you're going to be that kind of person that is always out there looking at the new art, looking at the new artists. What can I see the different types of painting and techniques, right? And on the flip side, you know, Pokemon, right? If you're into Pokemon, <laughs> you're going to be all in no matter what age, right? Yeah. But, and I think the same thing with that ska genre, right? If you're a ska enthusiast, right, you're going to go out there and you're going to go, like you said, go to band camps, keep searching songs and all that different stuff because you want to find it more and you listen to more and all that, right? Um, I do the same thing with kids' music. I, I'm out there always looking for new kids' music. One, I want to know what's happening in my my main genre of music. And two, I, again, I, I want to st- I want to meet these people and learn what they're doing because it's important to me, right? And it's important to what I do in my job. That being said, I think again, there's not that many shows going on, right? So one, it's about time. Two, what you said, Matt, it's about. Uh, investing the time and the money and the going and, and supporting, it's hard, especially when you have no time. Money is limited. You you have to pick and choose what's more valuable to your life at that at that sort of time. Yeah. So my takeaway is I don't necessarily, it's a, about older ska fans not accepting the new ska music. I think it's they grew up with what they love, especially ska music is sort of 
endeared in the younger generation, 13, 14, 15 year olds, right? And so that's when we all got into ska music and those are our favorite. My favorite album is Why Do They Rock So Hard? It's one of the first few albums I heard of ska. So that's, you know, Rubik Fish is always near and dear to my heart. I do love listening to all all the new bands. I Doing the On The Upbeat has was forced me to actually listen to more. And these are now in my playlist, you know, 23 Minutes of Ska. These songs now are, I go, oh, these are great. This is great, right? <laughs> now I can plop them in a playlist. And and I do, I, I have a couple rotating playlists that I have a morning playlist that's just kind of all, everything that kind of gets me pumped up in the morning, uh, which Millington's on that, right? And so then on the flip side, I got the like pump me up playlist. And I'm like, I'm, I'm always rotating things in. The other day I said, Alexa, play. And I can't remember what song it was, but it was something that I listened to all the time. And it misheard me, which a lot of people do because I mumble a lot. Uh, the, it misheard me and started playing this Latin artist. Uh, and I fell in love with it. Like I literally <laughs> let it. And I, it's now in my playlist. So I, and every Friday I go through Spotify. It was, I like Spotify because I can just skim through everything that's on, on Fridays. And just I kind of go through and listen. I know within the first 15, 20 seconds, if I'm even going to like it. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I just, I move forward with it. But I, but I do discover new artists that way. So, um, I think that's what it is. Sorry. That it's just about memories and that feeling. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of get stuck in that. that a couple other examples. Sorry. Now that I'm thinking about it, K rock, when they switched over and got rid of Kevin and Bean and they, a whole new, the whole new regime change, it was about getting new artists and new music in there. And the old, per the old person that was there was saying, no, our, we our, our listeners like the older stuff. That's why we play the older stuff. Right. And so that, that's the, that's yeah. the same question of, of, right. That's, that's the tug and pull. They need to get new blood in there, but by getting new blood, you're going to lose listenerships that have been listening for 20, 30 years. Yeah. Um, and oldies, Kareth 101, which is an oldie station. When I was in high school, they were playing literally 40s, 50s, 40s and 50s music. That was like their yeah. main jam. Now oldies is 80s. So uh. I, because listenership, oldies, right? Yeah. That's the we love, right? Uh, classic rock, classic rock stations are, don't really don't exist anymore because those people aren't listening to the radio anymore. So they're, that genre is kind of going out of style. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned like, you know, Period. getting that, that <laughs> like that feeling that you get when you listen to these old bands. And yeah. part of me is almost I'm almost still chasing that buzz I got when I first listened to Real Big Fish. So I will like go to these small shows and I was like, OK, is this band going to like give me that like thrill that I got the first time? Like all of a sudden the Aquabats ran on the stage and I'd never heard of them before. Like, am I going to get that like deals gone bad, like shock that I got the first time I saw them. So for me, maybe that's just like an addictive personality thing I have. I was like, okay, where's my next hit? Where's my next that's buzz from the new Scott? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think this for me personally, there's another added component, which RJ was touching on. Actually, both of you different points, today talked about this like because aaron you were talking about like when you're talking about like shows being at community centers and stuff like that and you know for a lot of people in the ska scene like community that was their community that was their identity that's part of what they did with their the whole of their life and so like for me like that wasn't where i got community for me growing up i it you know ska music was a form of entertainment for me you know now as an older adult it's where i have community because <clears throat> not that i don't get community from those same places i was in high school but it's like it's sort of different i i you know have ventured out and you know just meeting new people in fact you know part of the reason on the upbeat came what it was is because i was doing a different podcast where i would sit down with you know people i knew um, and would talk about social events or like things in the news and stuff like that. And, you know, if we disagreed, we disagreed and trying to show that you could have disagreements and still be civil towards each other and stuff like that. So like I, at one point came across, just kept having like ska band members come on, um, you know, half past two was on hooray for our side and stuff like that. Like it just, and it's sort of like 
brought me back into that ska community but really it was in such a different way than it existed when i first started listening to ska music like yes the people that i knew in high school were listening to ska but that's not why we had community they just happened to like it too but it sort of changed as an adult because of like doing another podcast even so like you kind of never know where life will take you and now you know on the upbeat and sort of knowing other people in ska bands i go to more shows and listen to more bands but here's the other funny thing like i guarantee it like like aaron you know you were touching on it's the songs you first listened to the bands you first listened to that really just hold that place in your heart in the same way that like you know i love star wars the first the you what? know <laughs> i know it's news to everyone <laughs> i know it's news to everyone but like do you like superman too because i'm on I, the fence on whether you do or not <laughs> do you mean superman like as I, I, well or do i like superman 2 like the movie <laughs> yeah, Super, superman 2 that was one of the best ones <laughs> uh it i actually think that's where it started never mind we don't have time to get <laughs> i'm gonna have to start a whole nother podcast just about superman 2 anyway superman. <laughs> anyway but like and even though I've probably seen better made films or more intense films, like like the Dark Dark Knight, like that's a great movie, but it will never ever mean as much to me as Star Wars does, ever. It's just not gonna happen. So it's like I don't want to like I don't want to love Star Wars so much that it hinders me from liking other movies or going to see other movies. So I think that's you know, but it's tough when you do see. Some people complaining, like, why aren't there any more ska bands on the radio? I'm like, well, because it's not popular, but if you go, they're on they're on Spotify, you should go listen to them there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but I also do, I do think for some people it was just music they liked that was on the radio. And because I think Aaron Barrett in um, that documentary talked about, like, a lot of people who like ska of a certain generation, they kind of like it like they like 90s music, like, yeah, you know. You know, so basically for me, part of it is I got my community at a different place. So it sort of ska music meant something different to me as a, you know, teenager than it does now. Now it's a good part of where I get community from and have friends in and get support from in a lot of different ways. So, yeah. All right. Those are all great answers. Yay, us! We solved it! We solved the problem. I mean... Now every ska fan in their 40s is going to go pick up a Kill Lincoln album. Yay! Yay! Yay. (laughs) Yay. Or not listen anymore. Or or they're going to be like, "Uh, well, you know what? You're right. I don't care that much about ska. Let me turn it off. (laughs) I still got my turn the radio off cassette. I don't know anything else. All right. Um, So we end every episode... With our ska picks, um, Aaron, why don't you tell us about your ska pick this week? Yeah, as you know, uh, as you know, as everyone knows, I love Japan, uh, and or a ska band is one of my favorites, and this is called Free Now. Should I say more? That's that's some RJ, good stuff. You were singing along, RJ. Do you know I, the words? Sing it. I no, I don't know the words. I was dancing <laughs> with my head down. You couldn't see my my mouth. I, no, I I'm a. I might have sung the the beginning part. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of them. So I love them. Yeah. Anyway, that's my pick of the week. The pick of the week. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Did you want to say more about them? <laughs> no, I was gonna. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, RJ. Oh, no, I'm next. What am I talking about? Yeah, go for it, Matt. Um, so, 
Um, this is a band that I think I they may have been a another ska pick, or we may have played for some other reason another song by them. But um, you like to reuse old no, things. No, not this <laughs> song. This is definitely a new oh. song. But um, they're definitely one of the bands that I started liking since we, you know, started doing on the upbeat. Um, one of the first bands. Um, you know, where their members really had been trying to connect with the show and reach out to the show. So um, this is the latest single from the Backyard Superheroes, and the song is called Most of All. I miss the crowds, I miss the stage, I want to scream it all the way. If truth be told, it's getting old, take it day by day. I miss the noise, I miss the drive, can't wait for this to end. I miss my fucking Yes, Backyard Superheroes, the band that is literally responsible for us having to discuss whether or not Smash Mouth was a ska punk band. <laughs> well, what was funny is, like, I thought that was a good topic, and then you were like, I just got in an argument with that band over that exact topic on, <laughs> on Instagram. No, it, like, well, it was... apropos. It, it, was, it was a gentle discussion. Bax no. was coming for your head. <laughs> Uh, it was good times, good times, and they're a great well, they band. Had to yell at someone, right? <laughs> yeah. Based off of the song, they, they have a lot of frustrations <laughs> about the COVID. <laughs> Who doesn't? It's 2020. Everyone's got a lot of yeah. frustrations. <laughs> All right. So, um, RJ, what is your pick of the week? All right, my pick, of course, because my picks always do, has a bit of a story behind it. It is a Johnny Sacco song. Johnny Sacco is absolutely one of my favorite bands. In 2013, they had a reunion show, which had all eras of the band members come together to play this show. And they found an old Lost demo to do, which incorporated as literally as many Johnny Sacco members as possible onto it. A whole host of horns, both guitar players, the old lead singer came back. And I thought, what better for kind of a reunion show here? with all three of the hosts on at once to play a song like this. All right, go for it, Matt. Straight up through the top A thousand stations, 40,000 watts Yeah, we're striking it hot, 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 but still Uh, some good Johnny Sacco there. It's cool. always good Johnny Sacco, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've come to another great episode. Yay! Yay for us. We did it. And to sort of answer uh, Matt's question that he proposed at the top of the show uh, about trumpets being... Oh, we don't have time for that. Time to go. <laughs> uh, I, I figured it out. I figured it out. Because Matt is triggered by the sound of this. Um, this is the one time we're breaking the rule because usually the rule is we don't mention the thing I say at the top of the show because <laughs> that's what makes it funny is because we're not talking about it. But uh, well, good thing that we brought it up so that now they know it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> uh, all right, bye, Aaron. <laughs> Just kidding, Aaron. Uh, thank you for jumping on. We really appreciate it. And um, Aaron, you hinted at it. At uh, while we were talking before I press record, so I'm gonna corner you into talking about 
possibly what suburban oh. legends might have coming up. Oh no, you know, we are doing a we're doing a couple more quarantine videos that we did. I think we did the no high fives video, uh, sort of the beginning. So we're we're kind of going to start pumping a little more out. So that's the hint, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the more quarantine videos, um, but um, you know, you did talk about your kid's imagination. If people are interested more about that, if they want to sign up for your music classes where can they do that so if you have children uh from ages two to eight that's like the perfect i know it's a huge range but early childhood sort of uh goes across that whole sort of area we have classes that are geared to two to four we have classes geared to to five to eight um and and then of course all the dance parties it's super fun we do 40 live streams a week all for one price of 50 dollars and you get access to all of it and all archive classes. If you are interested, you can go to our website, kinmusic.net. Also, all our web series is uh, free. We have 60 episodes, 60 plus episodes up on YouTube. You can also access that from our website too. Uh, and we have shirts and stuff too. And our albums are on iTunes and Spotify. So go for it. All right. Nice. Well, well, thank you, Aaron, for joining us this week. Thank you for having me. And again, I'm slow clapping. One year. <laughs> Yay. Congratulations. We made We're all it. We're celebrating over here with cake and confetti. So congratulations. <laughs> Yay. All right, listeners. Thanks for listening to another episode of On the Upbeat. And until next week, keep listening to Ska. You've been listening to On the Upbeat. The On The Upbeat theme music is written and performed by Millington. Make sure you follow them on Instagram at Millington the Band. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at On The Upbeat Ska. Be sure to check out our Spotify playlist, Ska Favorites. It features all the songs heard on the show. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to support On The Upbeat financially, visit www.ko-fi.com slash on the upbeat. Thanks for listening and supporting On The Upbeat. <laughs>